Life is a beautiful mess. A beautiful mess. Yeah. Life is a beautiful mess. A beautiful mess. Yes. Life is a beautiful mess. A beautiful mess. I'm trying, I'm crying, I feel like I'm dying. I'm doing my best. Well, welcome back, everybody, to being human and other shit. I already feel like we're going to laugh a lot during this episode because we have Katie, who is my friend, and Allison, who is my friend, and Melissa, who is my best friend. I'm friend. <laughs> oh, he's so, so weird right now. Because <laughs> I just can't look at Katie. Okay, okay. Let's do a land acknowledgement. <laughs> just sitting. I just swear. I'm just staring at her forehead. Nothing here. I'm doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is a very right. serious topic, too, guys. Come on, get it together. <laughs> so today we are recording from the ancestral homeland of the Nisanan people. We acknowledge them as the past, present, and future caretakers of this land. And today we have Stacy's friends. Allison and Katie. Also, every time you do the land acknowledgement, I don't know why, but I always want to giggle. Just because you're being hella serious. <laughs> so I always want to laugh, and I'm like, this is not a laughing matter. Oh, it's not. <laughs> this is not laughing matter. Anyway, so today, and moving on. this episode. Yeah, yeah, literally. So we're going to talk a lot of vagina talk today. Yep. And we're going to talk about these. One these, of my favorite topics, to be honest. I mean, that and ass play is what we <laughs> generally talk about. Yeah. So nothing that new, I guess. But <laughs> we're going to talk about the traumatic experiences these ladies have had with childbirth. And to be honest with you, I think no one talks about it. Yep. So we really want to, like, bring some recognition to it and how hard it is. I think not even just to go through it but be a mom right like the pressures of being a mom like so we're not going to do any background today we're going to get right into their birthing stories i almost think we should start with katie because i feel like allison's got multiple kids and it's going to get real serious it's going to get real it's going to get real yeah so yeah yeah i'll warm the crowd up (laughs) i'm the fluffer in this situation um so uh yeah i was pregnant (laughs) (laughs) did a baby come out of your vagina with a baby um and um while i was pregnant i was going through a lot of stress um and uh i had gestational diabetes which was like something that usually is genetic or like your age Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't for me um so that was like something that was like a little bump in the road, which I feel like always happens when you're pregnant. It's like, oh, new surprise. Cool. This is what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I had like a pretty typical pregnancy. Like, um, I was just really excited to be a mom. I always wanted to be a mom. I was 33. Um, and I didn't know if I was going to be a mom. So it was like, yeah, it's like, I'm yeah. so grateful. I was so into it. Um, so then when it came time to deliver my daughter, um, I went in at first around like 7 p.m. because I was like having some contractions but you don't really know like there were times where I was like oh this is it and then I'd be like calling everyone you know and then I'd be like oh false alarm like (laughs) never mind I I farted yeah yeah, exactly I have acid reflux so let's pay five dollars in the first room that's exactly what it'd be so (laughs) finally then it was like then they would say like you're gonna know like when you're actually in active labor and you definitely do so, um, I went, that, what is that feeling like though? Like for you, your but honestly, I was just like, I don't want to, why did I do this to myself? I want to die. Like I'm going to die. Like I was insane. Like I literally lost my mind. Um, and I didn't have a, my partner at the time, um, wasn't there for any of the birthing classes or any of that. So like he had zero skills in navigating my yeah, situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just for people that are not listening to this on Spotify, we have pure, <laughs> Melissa and I have pure horror on our faces and we're barely into this. I'm scared. I'm like, talk to I almost said talk to us like we're ignorant. Like, no, we actually are. We don't have children. I, I know zero things about yeah. us. 
Yeah. So, um, so I go in at first at seven because I'm having like mild contractions and they send me back. They're like, oh, it's your first baby. Don't you worry. Like, go take a bath, relax. Everything's going to be fine. And I'm like, this is not right. You know, Mm -hmm. but anyway, I leave as soon as we get to the house. So like the hospitals in Roseville, I live here. And, um, as soon as we get back, I'm like in full blown active labor, like a hot mess. And, so you have to call, though, before, at least at Kaiser, you have to call before and be like, oh, I have this many contractions within this amount of time before they admit you. So I'm like, okay. Cool. Exactly. I'm like, great, great, great. So I get in. Um, we drive back to the hospital. I don't know why, but, like, that was the slowest, like, Brandon ever I'm drove. Sure. <laughs> Which I'm like, ah! Yeah, yeah. You're like, where's the police escort? And literally, like, yeah. So then there would be times, too. Again, I didn't remember. Like, you don't remember any of the stuff where it's like, you got to breathe. You got to do it. Like, you just don't. Yeah. Like, remember that. I was, like, in so much pain. So I'm, like, clutching, like, the car, and then he's got to drop me off to go park the car. And so I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, how am I going to go in here and, like, not have, like, contractions in front of, like, the whole lobby, you know? So anyway, I'm, like, like, sign in. They're, like, buzz me in. And I'm, like, and as soon as I get to the desk, I'm, like, I was, like, swearing, like, nonstop. So then they're, like, okay, like, you're ready, you know? So then, like, go in. That's what it took, a series of fucks? Yeah, totally. So I go in, and um, they, like, set me all up, and they're, like, okay, it's happening, you know? And it feels, like, surreal. It doesn't feel like, at least for me, it didn't feel like it was me. Like, it felt like I was, like, watching this, basically. Um, And, like, just insane. And I remember the lady was like, you need to breathe. And I was like... And I remember being like, how many kids do you have? You know? (laughs) She was like, I've got five. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Okay. I'm breathing. I'm breathing. I'm breathing. So then they're like, you know, so then then I felt like I was like taking over by like a weirdo who I'm like, oh. (laughs) Doing all these things that like seem really cliche, but it actually is helpful. But anyway, so I'm making all these sounds. Yeah, exactly. It was like, I was possessed. So I'm like making these weird, weird sounds and I'm like just in it. And then I got the epidural. Um, the problem for me was from like the time and I was already like, like I went in just within a few hours. Like I went in at seven when I was at set, like at seven, I was three centimeters when I went in at like, um, 10 by the time it all like got back into a room with the epidural, I was like seven to eight centimeters. So it happened really fast. Um, the whole time, um, my baby's heart rate was like really chill. So they got kind of nervous about that and they got more and more nervous about that the longer I was there. Mm -hmm. So then they're going through like the list of things that they want to do. And I knew like going in, um, like just like physically, like I'd probably be a C-section person because my mom had C-sections. My mom's like one of six girls. They all had C-sections. We're all very like similar frames. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And you write out your birth, plan you know you're like I'm yeah, does that to ever actually happen no okay so <laughs> yeah so yeah so I was like I'm down I was like don't put don't I don't want to be stressed I don't want to push and then the, the emergency c-section like I'm down to have a c-section like I'm expecting that anyway so the doctor I had was like a resident <clears throat> and um so they're worried about the heart rate and I'm sitting there they're going through like what they want to do and they're like well you could have um forceps you could have a v-back or a c-section she's like i don't want to do a c-section like the and i was sitting there like kind of like 
I don't want forceps. I don't want a V-back because we're in special ed. And I remember my first couple years of teaching, a lot of the kids, I taught like a non-categorical class. A lot of the kids had really traumatic births. And I remember things like that happening. What's a V-back? It's like like a vacuum? Yeah. Like they vacuum the baby out of you. Terrifying. I just instantly yeah. went to space balls yeah. the vacuums in the sky and it like sucks all the dirt out. <laughs> so I'm freaking out because I'm like, I don't want any of these options. And the doctor just did not want to do a C-section. And I don't know, like, I, I don't know, like, is, am I physically yeah. meant to have a baby come out yeah. of me? I don't know. So, um, so then I weirdly was like, you know what? Like when my partner would talk, um, my baby would get like super excited. So I was like, yeah, I'm like in another world. Okay. So I'm like, you have to start talking because it's going to get the baby's heart rate up. you got to start talking. Just talk about anything. And at the time, this was like four years ago or three years ago, he was like obsessed with Bitcoin. So I was like, talk about Bitcoin. <laughs> and they're looking at me like I'm a nut, you know? And he's like, what? I'm not like, he's kind of like embarrassed in this moment, which is kind of funny because he wasn't yeah. someone who would ever be embarrassed. Yeah. So then he starts talking and then all of a sudden her heart rate goes up and is like totally normal but I forgot in the meantime they'd given me like two rounds of Pitocin to get her out <laughs> oh, that's the what's that the, the, the shit that induces you yes okay, so that yeah. is but I was already so no by that point you're on it by that point <laughs> I was already like 10 centimeters so they like then give me two things of Pitocin they're only supposed to give me one they give me two so then I'm like they're like, you're ready to push. So I'm like, oh my God, like, okay, you know? Yeah. So I can't feel anything, like numb as can be. Like, and am I pushing? Yeah, yeah exactly. No, seriously, like you don't really know. Like, and so again, like not prepared, not knowing, not having a partner to like coach me through this. He had my leg like all the way back because I couldn't feel anything. <laughs> Your partner did? Yeah. He's living out some weird fucking dreams. What was happening? Hey, like, this was how she was made. Yeah. This is how she's coming out. Perfect. So then the doctor's like, that's great. And I'm sitting I don't know. You know, I didn't realize at the time, like, how the positioning. Like, there's so much that, like, you really don't know. Um, and I remember when I first went in, they asked, they were like, do you want a doula or a midwife or do you want um, a doctor? And I was, again, I was thinking, I'm having a C-section. I don't want like a midwife. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, like, you yeah, know, like yeah. Sage is not going to help me in this situation. And I didn't know, you know. Fuck your crystals yeah, right exactly. now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Get this baby out of me. Seriously. Yeah. So I was like, no, 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 no. So, um, so. <clears throat> Uh, I have the baby. She, like, comes out. Oh, and in the meantime, so because they're worried about the heart rate, they call in, like, the whole NICU team. So I'm kind of freaking out. Like, I'm like, is something wrong with the baby? Because that, to me, is, like, the scariest thing. Like, something's wrong with her baby. And a fucking team at that. And a team at that. 12 nurses standing at the end of the bed just waiting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So she comes out. And it's weird because a lot of it's super fuzzy for me. And, like, looking back, it took me, like, months of, like, piecing together, like, puzzle pieces. Like, even the leg thing. Like, I didn't think about that until, like, months later when I was, like, researching, like, how how to position yourself. (laughs) And, like, that can increase tearing and, like, all sorts of stuff. Oh, my God. Anyway, so, yeah. So you I said tear. Right. She yeah. said tear. Everybody, know, we got the first tear we of the went episode. There. We went Just there. you wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared as fuck. So, so I'm like in another. I don't know if it was the same for you, but for me, I was like in another world. Yeah. Like here, I have this baby. I didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. We didn't know the sex. Yeah. So at first, they're like, "He's here," and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's a boy!" And then yeah. they're like, "Wait, it's a girl!" And I'm like, "Oh my god, it's a girl!" <laughs> and then I'm like, they put her on my chest and I'm like oh my god this is like amazing you know like I'm looking at all her fingers and toes and like all this stuff and like it's surreal like 
it's like to me it was like miraculous like yeah. again I didn't I couldn't feel anything I didn't know what was going on like south the border so like I didn't really know and um, I'm just so in it and like watching her like they're like literally it's so natural so like as soon as she was on my chest like skin to skin she's like rooting for my breast and like getting yeah. like the nutrients of like her first like feeding yeah. or whatever I can't remember the term Clostrum Thank you What's it so, called? Clostrum so it's called like like liquid gold basically, which is like really important for yeah, just like their overall a different color than milk. Yeah. Well, so it starts off that because then your milk comes in. Yeah. Which that's also, also fun. <laughs> 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 that no one tells you about. So um so I'm just kinda in it like just and and they're checking her all out to make sure she's okay. And then like kind of like in this weird again, like it feels like it was like very out of body, but like I'm realizing there's like 20 people like all over here there is like blood everywhere but I'm still not like piecing it together and like my partner is like next to me and is like needing oxygen which yeah. I'm like what the heck like this he guy was? yeah no, you little but bitch. I didn't yeah, yeah exactly so I didn't have context for the situation but then they're like you need to sit down sir and like he's getting oxygen so again like I don't really know then um they keep me in the delivery room, like, a while, and I black out. Like, I don't even know what happened. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then at the time, um, like, I wake up, and, you know, they're giving me, like, all this extra, like, attention and care. And my cousin comes to visit, <clears throat> and she was, like, afterwards, she was, like, the smell in there was, like, insane. Like, it was so obvious something really bad had happened. Oh, my gosh. What? So I had, again, I didn't know this until later, but, like, what had happened is I had third-degree tearing, which is, like, fourth is the worst, where it's, like, and third, but, like, it was, like, just, like, almost fourth. And then she tore me internally bilaterally. So, like, oh she just, like, ripped out of me. Um, and then... I lost like forty percent of my blood, so like oh I basically God, like dude. was like bleeding out, like which I didn't fully realize, which is why he's gonna pass out because he's watching me like go bleed to death. Yeah. So, um, so then they take me into my room and they tell me like you know I didn't know about the bilateral tearing till later when I had to like extend my Pee. disability. Yeah. No, so like like inside your uterus. Yeah. So like she like completely all the way through like tore me. Yeah, and she was pissed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. You know, she know like, all of it too. It totally you? makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> like exactly like her personality. Yeah. Um. So then, um, I was there for like three or four days. But what was really frustrating was that like I felt like I didn't know what was going on. I didn't have an advocate. Like my partner was clueless on so much, and um. So, like, I didn't realize, like, I just knew I had third-degree tearing. And I was like, dude, I am in so much pain. I had a catheter the whole time. And they kept talking to me about blood transfusions. And I'm like, what? You know, like, I do not want someone else's blood. I don't know yeah. anything. Yeah. But, you know, but I'm like, I just don't want to do this, like, if I don't have to. Yeah. And so then I was, like, day three or two, and they were like, no, like, you really, like, someone finally sat me down. One of the doctors, the doctor who delivered her, actually, was like, no, you really... You need them because, like, you're not going to get your blood supply back for months. Like, it's not something where you just go eat a kale salad and, like, yeah. you're back. Your iron I'm back, is, baby. Yeah, you're just yeah. made up for, like, 40% yeah. of your blood. So then I was like, okay, so I had to have two blood transfusions. And then, like, immediately I started to feel, like, better, which was nice. Uh, but then, like, I still hadn't even gone to the bathroom. I hadn't stood up. Like, I hadn't done anything oh yet. And so, like, going, like, Going to the bathroom for the first time is like Scary. giving birth again. Like, <laughs> like it's like 
<laughs> Why do we have children? Terrifying. The Why? first poop is the absolute. Yeah, yeah. So it's terrifying, and they give you all this medication too. So like, you know, you're on this like whatever. Anyway, so then there's that, and then that same night, so I had two blood transfusions. Um, I finally walked to the bathroom with a walker, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. Like, how am I going to go home and do this? And then, um, my milk came and it was so funny cause I hadn't cried yet. Like yeah. through most of this. Um, but then, well, yeah, uh, you were fucking clueless. Partner, yeah, clueless. <laughs> then my partner had like a bag of like clothes or something, like nothing heavy. Dropped it on my foot on accident. Oh like, dropped it on my foot. He needs to enough. really get his shit together, though. Oh, like, <laughs> this is very true. But he dropped it on my foot. I just started bawling because, like, my milk and coming. It was like that for some reason was like the kicker. It'd be like, like that, though. I, <laughs> it, I don't give a shit. My mom used to be like, wash the dishes. I'd be like, what? Exactly. And I was on so, my period. <laughs> I was a hot mess. And, um, and then I came home, and then it took me again, like, so much time to kind of realize, like, what had actually happened. Um, where, you know, I was, like, really intensively bleeding for a long time. I really couldn't walk without, like, intensive pain meds till, like, I had her in end of March, and it was June. I remember June 5th was, like, the first time I wasn't in pain. So I'd be, like, up at night, like, researching, like, what is this? And it was that, what we were talking about, where I would say to people, like, I'm in so much pain. I had third-degree tearing. They're like, oh, honey, it does really hurt, but you're going to get better. Every day is going to get better. And I was Toxic like... Toxic positivity. Like, This fuck isn't you. getting better. Well, and they didn't know, because yeah. I didn't know, like, what yeah. I was really going through. So I was like... Like, right as soon as I had her, it was like, oh, like, there's Katie. You know, like, you're so bloated for so long and everything. And I was like, oh, there she is. But then, like, over time, it was like, I was just, like, like atrophying, basically. Like, because I wasn't really walking or doing anything. And um, I remember, like, I don't know if that was your experience, but, like, I'd have my window where I would take, like, the Oxy, which I had never really done, like, anything other than, like, weed or whatever. And, like, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm going to go clean the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, I'm going to go do it. Like, I don't know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happens to me, but, like, 6 p.m., like, I'm just, like, ready to do all this stuff. And I remember my partner being like, dude, because you're on drugs. Like, (laughs) stop. Like, this is not. You're fucking high as shit. Like, this is not you, like, having, like, a wave of energy. Like, you need to slow down, you know? Um, But anyway, it just went on for so long trying to figure out what was going on. And then finally, um, I was always in, like, my OB's, like, office, you know, because it would be like, this is happening. And I would have people, like... Like, she'd have someone with her, you know, and it'd be like, oh, my God, you know, like, whoa, like, yeah, that's promising. crazy. And I'm just sitting there like, always feels good. Yeah. Always feels good. And I'm like, okay, so not Don't only am I, like, a new yeah. mom, but, like, now, like, am I going to walk again? Like, am I going to pee again? Like, well, I definitely was going to pee again, but, like, control my pee. Am I, like, all these things. Am I going to have sex again? Like, I don't, am I ever, am I a woman? Like, what's happening? Yeah. So you go through, like, this whole crazy thing, and then, um... Then I had to go to a specialist because, like, I was someone who, in this process, was, like, I just, like, couldn't control my farts. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> yeah. This Sounds is like normally. Yeah. So, I couldn't control my farts. And I was, like, definitely the girl. I was, like, oh, I don't fart. Like, I don't poop. Like, no, 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 no. You know? Yeah. And then it would be, like, here's a house full of people. And I'm, like, standing up, like, just, like. Hello. <laughs> and I would say like I'd totally was like I'm really really sorry but I was so embarrassed but like it was just so like whatever so anyway I'm thinking again like maybe this is normal like I don't know what's normal 
Um, and then finally my doctor's like, that's not normal. You got to go yeah. to like a specialist. And that was really terrifying because, um, Dude, maybe I need to go you're like, because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm, I was walking in. I'm like, are they going to tell me like, I can't ever have kids again. Like yeah. what, to what extent like was this injury? Cause like, again, I still didn't feel like I had good information about what happened to me. So the specialist was like, yeah, you need physical therapy. And, um, also like a, kind of acupunctural therapy where it's like you go in and they like stick needles in your ankles and then turn on a stimulator to like correct nerve damage so here I am like in the hot ass summer um with a baby and I'm driving to Roseville and both my appointments were in Roseville at the time like multiple times a week going to these appointments trying to like breastfeed her before I'd have the appointment so she'd fall asleep and yeah. you know I remember being on the table <laughs> and when they do that they like put like a I don't even know like something in you to like gauge like are you like do you have muscle like what is that you know yeah and so like and they're like you gotta relax you know and I'm like breastfeeding like I'm like I can't like, I don't know what's happening down there like I am like so disconnected like am I squeezing like <laughs> yeah. it's like I don't know so it was this whole process um that was awful and then um for it was like nine months postpartum I had to do um where I was going to getting like the um stimulation thing for nerve damage and that would be really hard because I'd be like I was back at school I was back at work here I gotta go leave to go do this kind of stuff um and it was you know I feel like there's and even with the physical therapy kind of stuff too what was really hard is um I feel like I couldn't take it as seriously as I would have in a normal situation because I'd never been through any sort of trauma like that at all um but I couldn't deal with that um and really like follow up on the care that I needed, you know, um, yeah. to do that stuff. And I should say, so the reason why I was able to walk again, I had had granulation tissue that had like built over. So one of like the sutures. So since I had torn so much, I had so many stitches and, um, basically like one of the stitches like grew over like skin and blood vessels and stuff. So like every Gosh. time I would walk, it would be like excruciating pain of like rubbing against my skin so, like, what would happen is, like, I would take my pain meds, have, like... And then it would, I was... They cut me off oxygen after a while. <laughs> so, like, I was on, like, the intensive... My like, blood, my blood she, stuff. She, she I know, I was like, I get it now, you know? Yeah, like, I had, like, yeah. such a new perspective on chronic pain. Yeah. And I had such a new perspective on, um, like, wanting just to feel good. Um, and so, yeah, so I had to go in and have that surgically removed... Um, and then also like, so, cause I had bilateral tearing scar tissue that had like started to already build up and scar tissue can be really painful if you're not like massaging it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to have that removed and that was what was amazing though, is like that procedure, like then I could walk and it was like, ah, oh, like I forgot like yeah. what this felt like to just not be in pain or have my life revolve around pain. Cause I would take my, my pain meds and then it would be like six hours that I had. Where I was like, okay, I can function. But the problem was I'd like, if I push myself, I'd pay for it like tenfold. And then when you're also taking care of a baby, you don't have that. Like, you cannot. So I just feel like I was like this weird hermit just trying to survive with my head cut off. Um, When through all this, did you experience postpartum too? One hundo percento. But so simultaneously, like what happened for me was my mom 
two weeks before my daughter was born, my mom was diagnosed with post, um, postpartum depression. <laughs> my mom was diagnosed with frontal temporal lobe dementia, which is like a really intensive disease that hits before 65. Is it like aggressive too? Super like, aggressive. Like, so it happened like where you're like, something seems off. And then it's like, holy shit, like you need 24 hour care. And usually, like, in that process, when you have someone who's going through it, like, when they actually get the diagnosis, like, it's been months leading up to that. So that's why I was, like, really stressed with my pregnancy. I was driving down to Palo Alto to go to appointments and advocate and, like, do all this stuff and trying to figure out, like, what was going on. So I had that going on. And then also my partner was just, like, MIA, like, didn't get it together um, to the point where, like, within the first seven months of me having her, like he was gone for five months on the road and didn't come home once. So it was just me. So like my two biggest support systems were like gone. So I definitely had it. And I remember I even made an appointment twice to like go in and talk about it because they make you fill out a form every time. And I'm like, oh, definitely. I was like zero. Yeah, exactly. But like for me, like they they were like, you know, just follow up with us if you're feeling more of like, you know, whatever. What the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Well, well, because I'd go in for like those appointments. It yeah. wasn't for that. Like you oh, have yeah. to go to another doctor appointment. They would just be checking in to see. Yeah. But they only intervene if you mark that you're going to kill yourself. Otherwise, if you're yeah, depressed, they don't like, refer you to therapy. They're like, of course you're depressed, you know? And you're like, what the yeah. hell? Did it impact like the, like your bonding with your daughter afterwards? No. You so feel that, like that luckily, was still. Because I was like, it's you and me, girl. And yeah. like when, so and the other thing for me which was like really terrifying was when when my mom was diagnosed I obviously understood more about her disease and her disease is triggered between like 40 and 65 so I was like holy shit like this could be me and I didn't know at the time if it was genetic or not it is it can be genetic but luckily my mom's one of 10 and no one else has had any symptoms of anything so because they're all in the same age range so I'm like crossing my fingers but I remember like I was just like we're just doing this like I didn't have anyone else you know and I was also like so excited to be a mom like that part wasn't hard at all like that was and she was an easy baby like she fed like she slept like she was great. Besides, but, literally clawing out of you. But other, yeah, other than other that, than it was that. great. She actually uh, great. most of the damage she did was in her <laughs> It was yeah. internally. Yeah. Exactly. She was great when she was out. Yeah. yeah, she was awesome. She still is awesome. But for the most part, I feel like that was what was hard for me with the the going to the appointments. I'm like, okay, I'm out of sick days, so I'm getting docked pay to leave. I already was doing all this stuff for my physical treatment, which to me was like really important. And I was like, what's a therapist going to say to me? Like, I am depressed. Like you can't change. My mom has dementia. You can't change that. Like my body got ripped in half. I don't know what's going to happen. You can't change my partner. So I was kind of just like, how am I like, yeah, exactly. So it was kind of just like, I felt really just like, whatever, like I'm just going to get through it. And I basically just like, went through day-to-day in survival mode and like now years later I'm like able to deal with my mom's stuff and like able to deal with my partner's stuff and I you know I wish that I had been able to do it sooner but I just don't think like there's the option to because you just don't have the time you're exhausted you know you're just going through the motions and you're trying to like find this weird balance of like being yourself but also being a mom and all these things at the same time and there's no you know, there aren't systematic things in place. Like if you don't have like your parents or a partner or any of that kind of stuff, like you still have to do your job, you know, like you're still expected to be on time and do all the work that you're supposed to do. And even if your kid's sick, like you still got to get it done. And, um, and yeah, you know, like, sorry that you're out of money cause you're had a baby. Like, yep. <laughs> Not yep. to mention the hospital bills. Well, so uh, <laughs> I never got a bill 
Which makes me think they totally effed up. Because I like look back on all the stuff. I wasn't supposed to get two things of Pitocin. Like and I remember rich, girl. I, I know. But I was like, like, it was weird because I like I would have those conversations. My partner was like, you gotta go after him. And I was like, how am I gonna go? Like yeah. I am like barely functioning right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I can't even I like dye my hair. Like, yeah. how am I gonna go Sue Kaiser? Yeah. So um but yeah, no, I think I never got a bill. I never even got like a description of what happened until later when I had to apply for disability. I tried to extend it. I only got one more week. So you get six weeks and then I got one more week. Um, get it together in that, that one. Yeah, seven exactly. Days, okay. I was like so ready. And, um, and when I finally, when I was applying for that extra week was when I saw that I had the bilateral tearing and I was like, no fucking wonder, like yeah. no wonder I couldn't walk or go through any of these things. Like, of course that was like why this was so much more painful and why people didn't understand. Like when I was saying how hard it was, like what I was going through. And that was really hard. Cause it was very lonely. Like trying to say like, I'm in all this yeah. pain and like yeah. people just didn't get like, like well, I had five kids and you know, <laughs> I think that's such a common thing in general with women that like, what we are intuitive when we, something's happened in our bodies. Yeah. And I've had that happen to me with the medical field where it's like, no, you, I'm telling you, this is what's happening yeah. and you're just crossing all the shit off. I mean, even with like the situation recently happened with my roommate, like, yeah, who's to say that it actually is acid reflux, you know, right. like, I think it's just like, we tell these people in the medical field what's going on and they don't believe us. It's yeah. like, how the fuck are you going to tell me about my body? Yeah. Well, even just family, like, cause you know, like all my aunts had kids and stuff and they'd like check in and stuff and I'd like tell them what was going on, but they like still didn't get like what it was. Cause I didn't either, you know? So I didn't know like how to explain what was actually happening to me cause I didn't know. Yeah. And it was like these little pieces coming together where I'm like, Oh, that's why like that probably didn't help with the tearing. Cause my leg was like all the way back or like, <laughs> or, you know, like I had two things of Pitocin or like, I probably should have had a C-section and looking back, I'm like, and I tell my friends now, which I mean, COVID you probably can't, but like have another person in the room that isn't invested, that isn't your partner. Who's like watching, you go through this and that's not yep. you because you can't like advocate for yourself the same as like well, you were just completely out of your mind too like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so was he you can't really yeah. focus either on like no. everything going on you're just trying your body is like, like get in this yeah. thing out. Yeah. yeah it's probably this like mind body fuck it is it's insane it's not a fuck it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you go into this zone like it's like and even like it's, you're next to yourself I agree with you 100%. yeah it's almost yeah. like you're watching it from the outside in 100% yeah. like Dude. it's out of body cause it's like the level of pain discomfort like what is going on is yeah. like nuts if you, you know? were in your body you probably wouldn't have been able to function yeah so I yeah, think so your mind like kind of blocks it, it like yeah yeah, it's nuts. It's like when women have the natural birth and they like do the meditation to like help them with the pain. Like they definitely have like out of body experiences. Yeah, yeah. that is so nuts. Yeah. It yeah. is super nuts. I have three questions. Okay. <laughs> One is Go. immature because that's my. It's okay. That's just how that's I, I don't. Okay. Can you now? <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> For everybody watching this, everybody, she's single and has her farts under control. I don't this sudden. episode is titled Uncontrollable Farts. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by. Um, so can you, do you know if you can have another pregnancy? So I can't. That is totally fine. The thing would be that I would have a C-section if I were to ever have another kid, which I probably not. But so even with show. the scar tissue in the uterus, like, because mm -hmm. you had the procedure to, like, have that removed or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, honestly, like, it, it would probably be, like, what, I, what I've seen with um, friends that have had miscarriages. Like, I don't know, like, if 
I were to have miscarriages, like if that would be like, oh, I, you'd have to go through that process first to realize like maybe there is something. Yeah. But for the most part, the specialist said no, but I should have a C-section because what happens is if I were to go through that again, um, I would not recover. So like that, he, I would just be like one open yeah. hole with, you know, a freaking... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm terrified. No biggie, just So they were just like, C section is the way to go. And I was like, fuck you. I knew that from the get go. But anyway, so. Do you want, like, do you have a desire to have more children? I would love to have more kids, but I'm 38. I'm single. I have like a million other things going on. You're like, so I it's like, I know. So I would love to have more kids, but at the same time, I'm like, after going through what I went through, like, it's got to be right. Like, I'm yeah. not going to wing it. Um, or not that I was winging it before, but like, um, just realizing like, yeah, I just could never go through that again. Like I'd have to have like way more support in my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, my immature question, the yeah. stimulation therapy, was yes. that enjoyable at all? <laughs> like so the physical therapy? No. Like that was just like, we're putting something well, in. Well, the stimulate, you had the like nerve things. She immediately okay. pictured a vibrate ankles. on your plate. <laughs> Those were on your ankles? That was on my ankles. So like. Wasn't enjoyable. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was like just. It was weird because it's like like a, it's basically like having um you have needles in your ankles and then it's like um like just like kind of shaking and like wishing. what was really funny where I was just like fuck you universe was like everyone else that was in there was like a sixty year old grandma. <laughs> about it um was that like it's just all connected like realizing like some whatever is in my yeah. ankle triggers and I also figured out like months later too like your scar tissue like I didn't know this for a long time but your scar tissue like it like your muscles in that area like go all the way down my thigh so it's like there's really tightness stuff where it's like you have to like massage that which mm -hmm. it's weird that like that's all connected like it, it goes all the way like your whole body it's like totally it's crazy because you can nuts. i mean I, i'll get like weird headaches sometimes it's like something way down here that i need to rub i'm like dude yeah. it's crazy how everything's connected just like, yeah yeah okay my last question okay for now okay. is okay so now your daughter's four or five right she's about to be four four yeah um are, are you comfortable having sex at this point yeah no like, is that so, fearful okay. i would no, be no, scared no, no. to have anything in so or out of there legit terrified and my best friend had know. a baby like a year like <laughs> a year before um and she was like it sucks until like six months postpartum so first of all and i don't know if that was your experience but i went in at six weeks when they're like signing up disabilities they're talking about the disability stuff and they're like you can go have sex I was like, are you fucking doing yeah. like, I can't even you know, put myself back in this I'm situation. Like, well, are you kidding me? You know, I was like, I'm like in so much pain. I can't walk. I'm bleeding. Like, this is, are you crazy? And I feel like, again, it's that, like, they're not really listening or like, it's just this routine. And it feels like it's, again, very systemic of like, we just got to get them out. You know, like they're, you're, you had your kid, like, and they don't. Usually, they don't even see you till you're six weeks postpartum. Yeah. So you usually don't get as many visits as I had to, like, lead up to that. Yeah. Um, usually, it's like, wait till six weeks, and then we'll see you, and that's yeah. it. So, like, you're going through all this stuff. Like, I don't know if this is normal. Like, what? Um, oh but God, no, I so... My doctor's number on speed dial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, advice nurse was like... Ding, ding. Um, <laughs> and so when it was about six months postpartum, where I was like, all right, like, yeah. we're going to get that little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that scary as shit. 
it the first Terrifying. time. Do you feel like had sex Terrifying. in a KY jelly bath? Yeah, I'm so no, scared right 100%. now for you in your life. No, so, and the thing is, is like, it's weird because it's like, again, when you're mentally going through it, you're like, oh, am I ever, like, you know, I was just like, this is never going to be part of my life, like, whatever. And then, um, like, you just, it's kind of like a new normal. Like, yeah, it's like different. It's not, I'm not 22 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I did have a kid. But at the same time, it's like not like bad. So it's just different. Um, it's just not exactly the same, but it's not bad. Yeah. That's so scary. Thank okay. you for answering yeah. my questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for asking my clit stimulator questions. Oh, your ankles. Oh, yeah. Melissa's mind went straight. Yeah. I thought it was like, I'm over there having like over there. weird orgasms. <laughs> With the 65 year old women, you guys are like, if somebody got a platter, somebody brought a fucking bounty platter, you're like, oh shit. I didn't know this was a group stimulation project. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Allison. Get your up. Oh, big boy. hitter. Big hitters. I mean, did you also have is... uncontrollable farts? <laughs> no. Yes, but no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of in, like unavoidable. Um, so I've been pregnant three times and I've had two births. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first one I thought was traumatic until I had my second one. <laughs> um, he came in like, bitch. He was like, hold my beer. Yeah, yeah. Hold my beer. <laughs> um, so oh my I was that person that had been around people that have had kids a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually got to see a birth in the room, like in person with my best friend and her daughter, whose birth I witnessed just turned eight yesterday. Um, So it's been some time and I pretty much felt like I helped raise her kids because they lived down the street from me. I was always over there. So I had a good idea of like what childbirth was like, what postpartum was like, because she battled with major postpartum Mm -hmm. depression and like the healing and all the weird stuff that can go wrong. Um, did all the research, all the crunchy granola stuff that <laughs> society made me feel pressured to do. Mm-hmm. And then I loved being pregnant with my firstborn. Um, I looked at my husband. I was like, I'm going to have five kids if this is what it's like. And he was like, uh-uh. <laughs> He's like, let's just get through one first. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is great. Like, I didn't gain a lot of weight, and I felt good. And I just had, like, sciatic issues, so I started limping towards the end. But otherwise, I was, like, A-OK. Yeah. And so on the day before my due date, the best way to get a baby out is the way you get it in and I was like get this baby out of me and my husband was like okay I'm never going to show my family this podcast by the way Um, (laughs) pretty sure you guys they know you guys had sex at some point yeah (laughs) they don't even know the details so as I'm like switching positions with my husband and I'm like this is uncomfortable I was like oh I just peed on you and he goes that's okay it's fine it's normal and I'm like no it's not normal and then it just went whoosh all over him my water broke (laughs) All over, that is the and best I was like thing. running, like, oh, running down the hallway, yeah. going to go stand, <laughs> gonna go stand in the shower, and I'm like, bring me my phone. My water's still just like breaking, and I called it's my like mom. A long process? Oh, yeah. I mean, mine wasn't like a large, like one and done. It was like a big gush at the first, like beginning, and yeah. then it was like a slow trickle the rest of the time. It just felt like you were peeing yourself for at least like five minutes. Oh well, I didn't feel mine because I was like numb, but yeah, yeah, it happened while I was. Numb. So I'm standing yeah. in the shower and I call my mom and tell her my water just broke. And mind you, I had been up since like four a.m. the day before because I work. I yeah. worked up until two days before I had my son. Holy so shit. I was like at work. She's like on her feet, hella tired. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to go have a baby and I'm tired. And so called my mom. I had a circus room full of people. I had my mom, my mother-in-law, my best friend, my sister. I invited both my husband's sisters in the room, but they lived in L.A. and they weren't going to make it. Like, I just didn't care. Um, Damn, girl. After 
witnessing like a birth on my own, I wanted everyone to have that experience of seeing like someone that they love come in and take their first breath because it's magical. Aww. Yeah, yeah, it is magic. It's straight magic. It just watching magic. them after they, they slap their little body backs up. and they go, <gasps> yeah, and it's like all is well. Um, so I was refusing an epidural because I am stubborn Italian lady, um, <laughs> and then. I went from three to eight in about a half an hour. And then I was sitting there and I was like, okay, this is starting to hurt a little. And I was like, can I just get the epidural? So I started getting scared. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Started getting scared. And um, my friend was like, just hold off as long as you can. Yeah. You'll be fine. So I got it. By the time they gave me the epidural, I was at 10. And they're like, you can have it up until you're pushing as long as you can sit still. And I was like, oh, I will not move. And I sat there and didn't move. And they're like, you? I don't know how you did that. I was like, uh-uh, let's do this. <laughs> and Wait, then, what do you need to be at? Ten, you can, as long right. as you are not pushing and you can <coughs> sit still, they will give you an epidural up until you're ready to push. Oh, you're, you're asking how? Yeah, like what? I yeah. ten, right? Ten. To have the baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about anything. It's like okay. pushing a watermelon out of a lemon. Um, so I get the epidural and I'm like numb up to my cheeks. Oh my gosh. What what is this? And so then they're like, okay, it's time to start pushing. And I'm like, I can't tell if I'm pushing. Like I can't feel anything. Like how are you supposed to squeeze muscles that you can't feel? So I'm like sitting there and they're like, okay, a contraction's coming because you can watch it on the machine and it'll show you. And then they're like, okay, push. And I, everyone in the room had a job. Like two people had legs. One person had my head. Zach was standing by the other side of me trying not to faint. Um, Spitch ass boy. Yeah. Well, he was they weaning from like... his anxiety medication at the time, oh, so he was not a hundred percent. Percent. He was going through like withdrawals of his anxiety uh, medicine, so we were yeah. both ill for like nine months together. No. Yeah. Um, and I just remember I was like, I can't. I pushed for five hours, and they're like, okay, the heart rate's dropping. Do you want to try a vacuum or a C-section? And I was like, I am not having a C-section. I was like adamant about it, so yeah. I was like, let's That's do the so vacuum. So they did. They're like, we can only do two attempts. And then after that, you have to have a C-section. So they did two, failed. And I remember they're like, hey, so it's time to have a C-section. And I threw my blankets over my head and I crawled under there and I was just like sobbing. And then my best friend crawled under the blanket and was talking to me. And then the doctor crawled on the other side. (laughs) And we were like in this little tent and I didn't want anyone else to look at me. And I was just like sobbing. And they're like, it's going to be fine either way. Like this baby's coming out. You get to meet your son soon. So they wheel me in and then they let Zach and my mom both come into the operating room, which is rare. Normally they only let one person. Yeah. So they had already started cutting me while Zach and my mom were like suiting up. And then they get in there and I just remember I was like shaking. I couldn't like stop shaking because of all the meds because they really pump you full. Yeah. And I was so tired at this point. It was like four in the morning at that point. Oh my gosh. And I just, all of a sudden I feel this thing on my chest and I open my eyes and there's my son. Oh, wow. Damn. And he was great and healthy. Um, and I look over and my mom's like leaning over the curtain to look. And the lady goes, did you take a picture? And mom's like, no. And she put her phone back in. <laughs> my mom took pictures of my C-section of what I looked like. With, oh, like, oh, God. Everything my mom would do that too. Your mom would 100%. And she's like, do you want to see? And I was like, no. Um, so I so thought. So framed in your mom's house. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> your mom I literally saw your insides. that was a traumatic birth for me. I couldn't get up on my own to like go get my son in the middle of the night. Like, because my stitches would rupture. Yeah. And so my husband would, like, have to help me and get up and stuff. And little did I know what, like, a real traumatic traumatic birth. birth would be like. So with my second born, I had him two weeks before California shut down from COVID. Um, luckily, I still got to have everyone in the room and have, like, a normal birth experience. I had 
six or seven people in the room. Jeez, your chippers are parties. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's bringing the chips and dip? Pretty much. Um, and then my sister's fiance even accidentally walked into the room at the time, and I was like, get out! Like, I was like ready to go pushing, and he was like, ah! And all the nurses were like rushing to the door to get him out, and I like that took me instantly like out of my zone because I was like pushing and ready. Um, so with my firstborn, I went into the doctor on my due date and he was like, have you been having any contractions at all? And I was like, nope. He's like, well, you're dilated to almost seven. Oh my gosh. And I was like, what? And so he's like, you're going to go have a hospital. You're going to go to the hospital right now and have a baby. He's all, you're dead inside. <laughs> he was a little worried. He was a little worried. He's like, you sure you're okay? I was like, yeah, I'm good. So there, that right there put a seed in my head. Like, I'm going to dominate this birth. Yeah. If I haven't felt it so far. And... He calls the hospital and arranges for us. And I was like, I'm hungry. So we stop. And we got Noah's bagels. Don't eat before birth. Oh. Um, so I ate a bagel on the way to the hospital. Called our family and friends. We went to our house and got the bag. And then we were, I delivered at Kaiser and Roosevelt. So we had to make the journey from, like, where we are there. Yeah. And I get there. And they're like, okay, so we're going to break your water. Do you want your epidural before or after? And my best friend was there already at the time. And she's like, just wait until after. You were fine with Hunter until, like, I got my epidural in between, yeah. like, really late. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just, I'll wait. And so they come in with this thing that looks like just a hook. And they put it in there and they <laughs> pop your water. And it felt like you just, like, pee yourself. And I was like, okay, this is fine. And then as soon as all the water drained out, it hit me. Like, I just, like, bam. And I just remember I was, like, trying to crawl out of my body. I was like, ah! And I forgot how to breathe. Yeah. Um, and my husband's like, okay, breathe. And I'm like, I don't, because we didn't do birthing classes with my second one. I was like, I don't fucking remember how. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah. And I was like trying to, I was on the bed, like yeah. crawling away from my contractions, like trying to get away from it. And the nurse is like holding me. She's like, breathe. And I'm like, someone help me. Someone. I'm like yeah. yelling at everyone in the room. Yeah. And so they're, I was like, give me a fucking epidural. Do you epidural. have oxygen on you? No. No? I had, I requested the epidural within two minutes of them breaking my water. And they were like, okay, it'll take them like 20 minutes to get here. I was like, faster. Yeah. Faster. Yeah. Yeah. Like screaming. I was crawling yeah. out of the bed. And they're like, you have to stop. And I was like, so I like sat on a medicine ball and I was like bouncing. And I'm like, this sucks. This sucks. Yeah. And I recontracted. I couldn't remember how to breathe. Um, and then they gave me the epidural. And this time it didn't work. I could still feel my contractions. Wow. So I could actually feel me pushing though, um, which was night and day versus my first labor. So he would come out a little bit and then pull back up. Come out a little bit and then pull back. He really up. was holding my beer. <laughs> yeah, and I demanded to do a V back with this one. I wanted to do a vaginal birth. Yeah, it's called a V back vaginal birth after cesarean. Yeah, um, because I was crunchy granola again, and yeah. so I was adamant about no C section unless it was like That's required. Um, yeah. So I was like, "Can I stand up?" Because his heart rate started slowing. They're like, "No, you have an epidural." And I was like, "I can move my legs." And I was like, moving my legs. And they're like, we're not sure how you're doing that, but no, you can't get up. <laughs> and I was like, I just need to, I feel like I need to stand or squat. Like, I have m arm strength. Can I hold on to, like, a pull bar? They're like, absolutely not. You're stuck in this position. And the position they have you in is not ideal for birthing. Like, humans yeah. are meant to give birth standing up. Yeah. Or on all fours. Um, they're like... Hospital bed angle is the worst. And uh, so... How come they don't let you do that? that? they don't. Like, there, that isn't, like, something you're told, you know? Like... Oh, I not, knew about it. Yeah, but, but that's it's not, the part like, of having an epidural. Right. Why don't, they, why don't they allow you to do that? Or why don't they create a bed 
that is more suitable yeah. for like well, birthing. So Who the fuck do we you, need to talk to? Come on. <laughs> if you don't get an epidural, they had like water baths you could use. They have like squat bars you can hold on to. Um, you can lean over the edge of a bed. You can sit on a medicine ball. You have all these options. But once you get an epidural, you just have to lay there. Yeah. On the bed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but only I didn't know that. Like I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. But I also didn't realize like me just laying there is like not the best way to like you, do you that, think that. You know, they would tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like really get it into your mind. You know. Yeah. No, I I was well aware this round. I was like, all right, yeah. here we go, epidural. They also freaked me out into getting it because they're like, if you have to have a C-section, we're gonna knock you out. You're not gonna be awake because it won't be fast enough. But if you have an epidural, then we just increase it and we can go in immediately, which scared me because I didn't want yeah. to be unconscious yeah. on an operating table for the birth of my child. Yeah, yeah. of course not. Um, so I pushed with Henry for about five hours and the doctor was like, okay, we're going to vacuum him. And I was like, no, I don't want to vacuum, but they did it once and it made some progress. And I was like, okay, can I just push? And he's like, okay, one more push and you'll get him. And I just remember looking down and seeing the doctor like this big buff guy he just like flexed and pulled him didn't even let me push and all of a sudden I was just I remember I just closed my eyes at that point I was like okay I'm gonna have to push a few more times and then I felt the baby on my chest and I was like wait he's out and they're like yeah he's a boy he's a boy he's healthy he's fine yeah and like you I had a third degree tear with a minor lateral tear inside um I yeah I didn't I couldn't get up out of the hospital bed on my own for three days I had to have a Horde of nurses come and help me up. I needed a walker. Um, it was all pretty damn terrifying comparing to, like, what my first labor was. Like, I just walked around with a pillow if I had to sneeze, like, so my stitches wouldn't rip. But, like, oh I couldn't walk with Henry yeah. without pain for about nine months. Jeez. Um, it's just every birth is so different, and I think you can have all of these birth plans in your head but I think you can't call it a birth plan. I think you're doing a disservice to your body because your body yeah. is going to do what it wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and more importantly, that baby is going to do what it wants. Yeah. I think having a birth goal is a good thing. Yeah. Just being like, this yeah. is my goal. But the women that try to stick to it, it does no good for you. It puts too much pressure on you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it... Because you're not able to, like, process it so fast that you wouldn't be able to, like, sit and sit with, like, oh, I'm going to actually have a C-section. Like, to you, that was, like, so devastating because you don't have the time. Like, whereas they don't give you the time. And exactly. (laughs) And if they had, like, front-loaded, you know, and it had been, like, look, like, these are your options in advance. And the other thing that was hard that I found with Kaiser, like, you, um you don't know your doctor that's delivering your baby. So you have your OB that's been your, like, regular person through everything. But they're not who the knows one. all of yeah. your stuff. And then you go, and it's, like, whoever's on the clock in that time. Yeah. And it's, like, a rotating four doctors, I think it is. Why so, does Kaiser do that? I don't know. And I don't know if it's across Every the board. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. I think it's because some doctors, like, you know, like, my OB was just, like, I don't do that anymore because, like, I would just get those calls all through the night and, like, I'm done with that chapter in my life, you know? Okay. Um, which that makes, makes sense. sense. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, you do yeah. have life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it's really hard because it's, like, I don't, ha- I didn't have someone where I felt like, no, I really would rather have a C-section yeah. than, like, go through something that I went through, you yeah. know? There was no rapport or relationship or, like, yeah, it's I, a didn't stranger. Even think, I didn't even think to be, like, uh, you're a resident, like, can I ask, like, the doctor yeah. that pulled him doctor? out of me? Yeah. was a resident I found out afterwards yeah. and Do you I feel made like... a request in the beginning that I didn't want any residents and it said it on the door yeah and yet that still happened do you yep. feel like him yanking was part of the terror yeah cause he went oops sure. I ripped you a little oh my god well, hell no and I was like, like yeah. what he's like that. you have a I, you minorly ripped and I was like 
Okay. Jeez, like, how bad? He's like third degree, and I knew that fourth was the what worst. The fuck? Yeah. So, fourth degree is where you have about all it? the way to your butthole. Yeah. And they have oh. to re. Sometimes you can have like rectum prolapse. Like, your rectum can fall out from it. And then, if they don't stitch you back together properly, you can have like issues for the rest of your life, like with um, contamination and infections. Like, when you poop, it goes yeah. out of your vagina a little bit and things like that. It's like all just... Yeah, I don't want an amateur anywhere near my butthole. Mm-mm. I mean... Like, in any situation. I can't believe he literally was just so casual and said, oops, I ripped you a little. Yeah. And I then told you it was realize, like, degree. unless you felt it, like, people don't get, like, how painful tearing... Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think... And I think even my doctor was kind of just like, hey, it's better that you did this than a C-section. And I'm just like... Fuck you. I can't My husband's getting a vasectomy soon, but if I ever accidentally get pregnant again, I'm doing C-section all the way. Yeah. Wait, so I do know one term because my, you know, my sister, actually six months ago today, my nephew six months today, um, had a baby and she was, that's her thing. She was like, I do not want to have one hole for my butthole in my vagina. So, like, she's terrified. It's the only thing she was scared about her whole pregnancy. And then I was like, well, somebody told me to have you get an episiotomy. But then she heard that another, her doctor's like, it's better if you tear versus cut it. Because you'll heal better. You can have more nerve damage if you cut. Okay. Could you yeah. just imagine? I just, like, I can't because wrap my mind around my having one giant hole from a butt hole in my vagina. No. Your skin tears where it would naturally have, like, a fault line where if they cut it and then they stitch it back together, that's not where, like, the surface, like, it breaking apart is meant to be. Oh, and just you even doing that. I, I just I can't. can't. <laughs> tightening my vagina and butthole like for the last 10 minutes (laughs) when I went back at six weeks because I couldn't walk on my own very well without I couldn't even stand for more than five minutes or sit for more than five minutes without being in pain yeah and lucky you got pain meds they gave me Tylenol Oh, what's that? Uh, oh, extra strength, my, though. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I, really, yeah. I really think so they knew that they fucked up. Like, that's the... $80 a pill. Uh, yeah. Because even, like, there was no wait for getting a specialist. <laughs> there was no problem getting physical therapy. Like, and I know other people had to go through, like, way more hoops than I did for that stuff. And then me, it was just like, whatever you need. And it, You like, definitely had, like, like a... Wait a second. Your chart was flagged. Yeah, my chart was definitely like, don't overwork her signals. Dude, I remember you were the one, this is like off subject of pain, but I remember like obviously talking about like my sister, like I don't know what to say or to do because I've never had children. Like obviously my only other people in my family are my brothers that have kids. So she like has my mom. So I'd be like asking my friends at work, like blah, blah, blah. They're like, take every fucking thing in that room. (laughs) Changing pads. They were like, you pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Katie was like, yeah. you take every Everything. single thing. Like, yep. they, you were even, it's paid for. Yeah. It's yours. You oh know? my gosh, those yeah. vagina icicle pads, they yeah. were my best friend. Yeah. I mean, that sounds pleasant, pleasant right now. Right? Yeah. I can oh, use one. Summertime pass around. I had to use them for like After four this months. Morning. Yeah. 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 Um, my top and bottom stitch healed, but the middle one didn't. So whenever I walked, it would open. Oh, fuck. Oh, and dude. I was still so swollen. After childbirth at six weeks, they were like, you're fine to have sex, except for we have to recut you and restitch you shut, so you might not be able to have sex right away. And I was like, what? So then COVID happened, and, oh like, everything. Oh like, I mean, COVID is already happening. And so I go in for my appointment where they have to recut me. My son wasn't taking a bottle, refused to take a bottle. All he would do is nurse. So I had my mom come with me with the baby, and I was like, I'm just going to nurse him before I go in, and if you could keep him company because like yeah. we had our other son at home so my husband couldn't come with us my dad finished chemo the day I went into labor so we God. were trying to not have him go yeah. out in public anywhere at the time yeah of course 
And so we walk into Kaiser and they do like the whole screening out in the parking lot. Like you aren't even allowed in the building. And he's like, or is it you being seen or the baby? And I was like, it's me. And he's like, they can't come in. And I started crying. And my mom was like, I have to help her that the baby, he doesn't take a bottle. So I need to go up with her. And he was like, you can't go in. And my mom leans forward and goes, they're going to cut her fucking vagina again. Are you going to let me up or not? And the guy was like, go, just go. go." (laughs) I don't want to hear another word. She just turned into boss mode right there. And I thank her still for that, like to this day. So I went up and excuse me, sir. Let me cut your taint. (laughs) Yeah, right. What are the things called that they do at the pap smears? Uh, Yeah. The the thing that they lift into you to open you. Oh, I don't, it's like a wrench. Yeah. Yeah. It starts with an S, right? Spect- Spectacle? No. Spectacle something. Whatever that evil tool is. I was so swollen. Spatula? I was so swollen they couldn't even put it inside of me without crying. Oh my gosh. Oh my and I was God. like, no, you're not getting that in there. You're not. And the nurse was like, I just at least have to touch the area. Like, Oh yeah, that I was sobbing. Yeah. She and was like, the just table. the tip, babe. Just, just the, the tip. tip. Okay, yeah. that's why I got this position. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Couldn't even get the tip in. Yeah. Um, so they looked at me and they're like, believe it or not, like the stitch healed in the middle after some time. But I had such thick scar tissue that I just couldn't walk and my nerves healed all weird. Um, it took me almost a year to not feel pain from standing. It- and mind you, you're on your feet. Like you're, I get to say, right? Like yeah. she's a chef. Yep. Right? Like, and, and the boss. On top of it, managing a team, like, you know, for a big, big restaurant, big chain here in Sacramento. So it's like you had a, were you like back at work at that point? Well, I remember they called me after like three months and they're like, do you want a furlough for like a month or two? And I was like, fuck yeah. 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 Like give Please, me all can the I? extra maternity leave because you get 12 weeks and that's it. Yeah. And I was like, I will furlough for two more months if you want. Sure. Let's gladly do it. And at that point they were doing like the COVID unemployment too on top of it so i was like that's more than my maternity yeah. leave pay yep. so let's do it yeah um, that was kind of the dream having a baby during covid besides all the shit like people can't come in but financially well, nobody would help me yeah. yeah we were alone on this island with two kids all of a sudden and it was very effed up and my dad was like going to possibly die it was just a lot yeah. all at once yeah. um I remember my in-laws came by once to see the baby and they stood in the front yard and they had masks and they wouldn't let us get near but they wanted to hold him and we have like oh pictures God. of them wearing masks and stuff um, but to top it all off on top of that, I had postpartum psychosis. Not even postpartum depression. So What's the that. difference? Yeah. <sighs> Sounds scary. I can't remember the medical term when they were describing it to me because I wasn't of well mind. Um, I was worried that both of my kids were going to die. I think COVID amplified mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. So every time I had to go to like the grocery store without them, I thought they were going to be dead when I got home or I thought my husband was going to die or like every terrible thing that you could think of, I was pretty sure it was going to happen. Um, and I also thought that I was going to die. Like I would be driving like, what happens if a car hits me right now? Like who's going to raise my kids with my husband? Like, and it just triggered all of these like downward spiral thoughts. Um, and you go into like a really dark, deep place and I had a really hard time bonding with my second one than I did with my first um it really took me a few months to kind of click with him like I loved him and I knew it but I didn't feel that joy and happiness every time I looked at him sometimes maybe it's also because I was in just so much chronic pain yeah yeah and then that on top of it all just made me have mom guilt and then I felt like I was a terrible person um so yeah it was a really messed up time having a kid during COVID and I could not imagine it being my first kid yeah Especially when, like, if you have family that were being cautious, um, that wouldn't, like, come over and help you. 
Yeah. It's really hard. It does take a village and very isolating. Yeah. It's super isolating. That's the one thing my sister said that when she talks about her experience, she's like, the trauma that I experienced was not my sister and my mom not being able to be with me because of COVID. Yeah. And some people were just like, well, and she's like, no, like my baby was born early. He was in the NICU and I'm like having to, you know, she's the baby of the family. She's like, I'm having to step up and I can't have my, like my actual support. Her partner wasn't really a support system. So like not having me or my mom to be able to go up there. She's like, that was the most traumatic thing. I was feeling, she was yeah. like, I felt like my baby could die at any time. It's my first baby. And I was just like, damn dude, like you don't That's think true. about, people don't think about like what mom's go through because I, th- I know what we have you know a close friend that's going through something similar to that right now where it's like something triggered in her where it's like what happens if i die my kids who's gonna take care of my kids and she has a loving husband with a great relationship you know but it's like you people don't talk about that stuff just yeah. the pressure moms are constantly under i yeah. still have those thoughts of like course. it's not as bad i refuse to medicate myself because i'm stubborn yeah um but I just kind of let it work through its own um, with guidance from my doctors and every day doing those darn checklists. Like, how are you feeling today on a one to three? And it's like, I'm a one. If there was a zero on this, I would check a zero. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. There's so much pressure. And then it's like, whether you breastfeed or you don't, or if you're working or a stay-at-home mom, like, no matter what choice you make, people are going to shame you. They are. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Well, I was so you, grateful you for you guys really for that. Yeah, it's just uncomfortable because you're like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wrong? It makes you just question everything. And you have something to lose. Like, it was the first time where I was like, actually, like, this is my kid's future. Like, these decisions are going to impact, like, her down the road. So, you, yeah, that, like, level of pressure. And then, yeah, there is, of course, like, the shame. But Or when so- people tell you what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. 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 I just every new like mom I meet, you just give advice <laughs> if they ask. Otherwise, you just yeah. listen. Well, yeah, you, and you do. guys are in very different situations, right? Like you, we're talking. You you live in a house with your you have your parents there and your husband, and you are a single mom, right? Yeah. And like your mom's in a home, and you're yeah. taking all that on. You guys have different support systems, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's hard, and I don't think that necessarily. I don't want to say matters, but. It's hard being a mom regardless because I do feel like no matter what your support system is, you probably yeah. are so isolated. Yeah. Because it's like you you like you like have a different experience than the other other friends that are moms. I'm sure, I mean, I don't even know how many friends you have that are actually moms, you know? Not a lot. Yeah. Uh, we were the yeah. first out of all of our friends to have kids, and we lost a lot of friends because of it. They were just like, oh, okay, bye. Yeah. And now they're all starting to have kids, yeah. and they're all still friends together because they're going through it together, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think having mom friends can be just as good of a support group as, like, family, if yeah. not better. Yeah. 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 People Do that have, have gone through it. you have some future besties here? I know, right? <laughs> I know, for real. Also, though, could you feel like certain mom groups could be worse for your mental health because of all that shame like well i do oh, this sure because yeah. i've had oh, yeah. people tell say that you know i yeah. think you have oh to find you don't breastfeed stick with yeah. Them. yeah yeah for sure people That's shamed crazy. me for breastfeeding and for how long i breastfed like it's just it doesn't matter no matter what spectrum you do yeah yeah, yeah. what okay you have to tell a story she told this fucking story like cat i think the first time i met her we were literally sitting in here and just like casually tells a story about going to a masseuse and i was sitting here like she left and I was like, Kate, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, you couldn't warn me? And she's like, okay, so you have to tell the story. What? <laughs> About um, the shifting. Oh, my uterus. Um, yeah, so like you were saying, everything is connected. Currently going to acupuncture to put my uterus back into place. 
Um, I'm doing physical like therapy by your for boobs or where is it right now? <laughs> so it's actually right here in my throat. throat. Yeah. It's, it's all over your whole body. Um, but I went to a massage appointment when I was still like healing and could barely walk. And she was like, your uterus has shifted all the way to the left, which is where I tore. Yeah. Um, and all my stitches are over there in scar tissue. And she was, she seriously grabbed my uterus through my stomach and was moving it. And she's like slowly pulling it. And I was like, that doesn't feel right. And then she just went pop and it went back to where it was. Are you joking? Like, she told me this on like a casual Tuesday. I'm like sitting here at my computer like. Was it like just. It just felt like someone was like pulling. Like if you grab your like fat on your stomach and you pull it. It just feels like that. And then all of a sudden it just like clicked and it stayed. And it felt good like. It felt like I was more balanced. And it didn't hurt as much. Yeah. Um, It was. Yeah. That's it was weird. Isn't I went crazy? to work the next day and I was like, I had my uterus moved and it was the weirdest thing ever. And they were like, what? I'm always like oh, shocked wow. when I go to my chiropractor or like physical therapy or anything. And they could just like touch and they're like, oh yeah, right there. And I'm like, dude, I touch that all the time. What are you feeling? Like, <laughs> yeah, how do you yeah. know that? Like yeah. they could just feel it. They and then like, know. even when you go to the doctor and they're like, going like this, yeah. I'm like, I don't, yeah. that feels normal. Yeah. I, guess. I will I'm, say chiropractic was key for me too. Cause I had pulled my, stupidly <laughs> was like holding the baby and uh, stepped on her toy and like, ate it into the splits which after everything it was just like oh my, my fucking god, god Katie. so I pulled my hip flexor and again here I am alone so I'm like I, I gotta function you know like you're trying to so tear every piece of <laughs> your you're trying to never have sex again yeah exactly yeah, so anyway so chiropractic though I was like at wit's end so I'm like what else do I do and my friend was like go to the chiropractor and like that was I went like probably four times a week where I would just be like Yep. It was like, all right, all right. Damn. We sold yeah. our house when our son was a few months old, and we moved to Folsom, and I was cleaning something, and the cabinet was open behind me, and I fell back between my legs on the cabinet. My mom and my husband were home, and they heard me screaming. I was laying on the floor, like, shrieking like I was just murdered, like, bleeding out to like death. Like this? I was, yeah, like, oh right my. on my I stitches. I don't know why I didn't imagine it that way. I, <laughs> I did, right when she said that, and I was the like, visual. this is it. I fell <laughs> back onto the cabinet, and it hit me right between my legs. And I just fell to the ground immediately, and I was sitting there screaming. And I, when I get hurt, I get mad if people are like, "It's okay." I'm like, "That's yeah, me." I'm the same way. And the fuck my alone. mom was like yeah. trying to comfort me, and Zach was trying to comfort me, and I was like, "Everybody, leave me the fuck alone!" Oh, yeah. And I yeah. walked out of the room, and I like went and cried in the garage by myself. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! And your body's just like, I mean, honestly, it's a weird process because, like, I don't know. For me, it was like, oh, I'm six months. Like now, I feel like I'm kind of feeling like myself. And then, like, you hit a year, and you're like, oh, now, now I'm feeling like myself. And then it literally goes on and on for like. Like, even now, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm finally, finally, you know, like, because yeah. she can be more independent and like I can do a little bit more or whatever. Um, but yeah, your body's so messed up that like any little thing that happens, it's just like you're not healed. Well, I remember forever. you were saying with your brother when you first had all of two that you're like, you couldn't even walk. So you're like family was there, like, yeah, helping you even well, pick they her came up over. So they came over like the day I came home from the hospital. And again, like I didn't know to the extent and my brother, I was just so grateful because my brother like picked her up and like changed her diaper and was like, oh my god <laughs> they were yeah. only there for a couple hours but it was just like those little kinds of things because like yeah I would like be doing that in excruciating pain like I remember just standing and changing your diaper like bawling my eyes out because it was like this hurts so much like this isn't normal you know and then like let me just walk back to my bed <laughs> like lay here for another you know three yeah. months yeah so. Well, I, I know you've been pretty open, like, recently about, you know, going to therapy mm-hmm. and finally finding, like, a therapist you like. Do you feel like that's helped? 
Yeah, I mean, like to be honest, forward? I don't think I've done, dealt with, like, that part. Like, it yeah. was weird, like, last night I was like, I should, like, look back and remember, like, what really happened. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's definitely helped in terms of just, like, because I think for me, the hard part was not being a parent. Like, that part, like, actually yeah. isn't the hard part. The hard part is just dealing with going through that with all the other, like, things that were simultaneously yeah. happening. because you guys both had a lot going. I didn't even realize about your dad. Yeah, so that was, like, just so isolating um, and sad and lonely. And it's, like, you know, you don't, when you're, like, 15 and, like, oh, I want to be a mom someday, you're not, like... I'm going to be a mom while I'm losing my mom simultaneously or yes. like those kinds of things. Like, or, or I'm going to have a partner who's like, just, you know, doesn't doesn't want to do this right now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's just not how he wants you to take the next it. couple of years off. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, so you don't realize. I tried it. Not, I'm not yeah. that into not, it. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I feel like once so I put fun. the leg up, I kind of fucked it up. So <laughs> I kind of quit. <laughs> he would have gotten my foot up his ass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's one of those things that I think, um, like there's a grieving of like what you envisioned, you know, of like what, how having a family was going to be. Yeah. And then it's like, that's not how it's played out. So, I mean, therapy has been awesome for me. I highly recommend it. Um, and I do for my mom, I get it through my mom's in hospice. So I get it through hospice and then I've been paying privately to get it to deal with like all the other stuff in my life. What's the app um, you've been using? I want to talk about that. Betterhelp.com. Yeah. I got it on yeah. the radio. Like, yeah. Morning no, show, yeah. and yeah. I was like, I was so desperate, like end of this year, where I was like, I I can't do this anymore. Like this is gonna kill me. My my cousin was just diagnosed with like advanced cancer at forty with like two young kids, and I was like, I am not. If I can, I can't control what's gonna happen in my life, but like I I can take care of myself, you know. Yeah. And um, and I feel like for a long time I didn't, I didn't have the time, I didn't have the money. Like I was like, how do I go to therapy? Like when? Because even with my mom's, like I end up having to do it. Like I take time off to go visit my mom, and then right after I'll go have an appointment. Um, because there's no time. Like when I'm driving after picking up my kid from daycare for 45 minutes in the car, like yeah. you can't have a therapy session, and they're not open at. 7 p.m. when she's yeah. like getting ready for bed yeah. you know like so what was nice with the better help was that I can have I have appointments like every Saturday in the yeah. morning um is it it's online been a game changer yeah it's on oh uh, no so it's on the phone okay. or you can do like zoom or whatever um but what was nice for me where I was listening to a podcast that was like after dealing with some of the stuff in my relationship it was like you really need someone who understands this you can't just like walk into any old therapist yeah. and like expect them to give you the tools so what was nice with that app like you just click on like what you need and then they find a therapist to like meet your needs and like I'm like it's Saturday like what's up Jeff yeah. <laughs> like talking about my hey, week, you know so this happened and I don't really know you know and yeah. like it's it's been like a game changer for me um to also I mean it hasn't been so much about like the birth stuff but just like yeah the support life after the birth life yeah. after and being a parent and like because a big thing for me right now is like I I know there's things that I can't control that are gonna affect my daughter but what can I do to like give her all the tools and the foundation to like help her navigate her life so mm -hmm. when those shitty things happen like she's not gonna be in a situation or she'll have the abilities to like take care of herself and mm -hmm. you know make good choices on who her partners are or like whatever that is um, yeah that's I mean, like the whole point of being a parent, like you don't want to just be like, okay, I gave birth. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. The, the hard part's done. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's actually like, just starting. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm in yeah. disbelief that like Kaiser doesn't offer any type of therapy. Like, it's crazy to me that in they nowadays, do. yeah, it's impossible to get it. Yeah. That's what I'm They're saying. They're understaffed like, and overbooked, yeah. which yeah. is so crazy. Because for me, I have therapy through Kaiser, and I feel like the therapist I've had, I've been going to the same lady for like two years now. She's cool. I mean, she's like a fucking dinosaur, but like, she's hella cool. It's just as I don't know. Please don't listen to this, Barbara. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you put her name out. Yeah. There. <laughs> Sacramento, California. (laughs) No, but like, she's hella cool. But at the same time, it's like, I could tell this is like a therapy, like a therapist through my medical. It's not like I compare situations with my friends and their therapists are like amazing, but they're paying 200 bucks a fucking session, which I'm a teacher. I can't afford that. No, but it's like for women going through traumatic women going through childbirth period. Like that should be hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so much there's so much because it's like yeah like looking back like for sure I was like super depressed like yeah and but I didn't even have I didn't have the time I didn't have the money I didn't have the energy to go get help because it's like I also have a full time job and I'm a a mom you're a single mom yeah so it was just like all these things kind of um I remember too like when I went in for my six week after having birth and like asking for more time I was like asking my OB like how do other women do this like I cannot walk like luckily I still have you know like paid family leave or whatever which isn't paid for teachers which is really fun to yep, realize yep. Um, but once I had I had that time and I luckily like with the timeline I had summer vacation in there too which was clutch I didn't think about that when I got mm-hmm. pregnant but it worked out um, but there's yeah, like you deserve as a mom to have so much more time off and like not be worried about your finances. Mm-hmm. Like whatever care you need um, would be like available to you. Well, like, and people don't realize, I think for and not just being a teacher, but like for you, right? You're you're a, an executive chef. If you were to leave, yeah. it's like I'm trusting that this team is going to like run this shit. So when I'm back, it's not yeah. a shit show for us. Yeah, you know when you go, God go only your, knows. Yeah, but some some sub who doesn't give a shit is not nobody's yeah. invested in this class. And hopefully, my team that I've trained is going to make sure my class when I get back because I would literally be at home with a new baby, just anxious about like what is my classroom going to look like when I get home or when I get back to work. I didn't even like think about that. I don't like, think you. you think about yeah. it until it gets closer to going back yeah. to work. And the reality. I mean, I'm like that on back. after winter break. I'm laying there Sunday. Yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah, these yeah. kids are going to be psychos. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's kind of like a given. I it's like, but yeah. For me, it wasn't like what I was nervous about was like, what am I going to pump? Like, how am I going to do my reports? Because I remember I would go home because I couldn't get stuff done like I used to because like you're pumping during class time like two times a day. So it's like your whole day gets thrown off and then you're already just like, you know, you've been up all night. You're doing all these things. You're still expected to do all this stuff. So I'd like go home and like try and do work at home. And it was just like. Oh my God, you know, or trying to even do, cause I remember when I came back, right when I came back, one of our coworkers went on maternity leave and I was like, Oh, I'll cover her caseload like a dumbass, you know? And like, cause I'm thinking again, you're like in this transitional of like, you can't do that anymore. And it yeah. takes a long time to kind of realize mm-hmm. that until you like epically burn out pretty much is like when that happens. Where do I you learn the hard way? Where do you pump in a restaurant? Ugh. Bathroom? Walk in um, baby. They tried to put me in the fire closet. <laughs> Uh, so when I, I my, when I had my firstborn, when I had my firstborn, I had an office, but it had all glass windows, so I had to like tape up parchment paper to cover it all, and I was pumping in there. You still oh, see the, the silhouette of a titty. Yeah, we all had one office to share, so it impacted everyone if they needed the office. And yeah. comments were made like, "Well, how long are you going to pump for?" Because I nursed God. my firstborn until he was three. 
Yeah. Um, and then I got pregnant with Henry, and I was like, okay, this hurts. You're getting off my boob now. Yeah. And then with my second one, I came back, and they showed me the fire room, and I, like, looked at it, and there was a dead bug on the floor. And I looked yeah. at them, and I was like, is this really where I'm pumping? Where's a plug in here? And they're like, oh, I guess there isn't a plug. And I was like, well, it's not battery-powered. <laughs> yeah. So they had cameras in the office because we have a safe in there. And so yeah. I just pumped in the office, and I was like, here's a show if you want it. Yeah. Damn. Don't really care. And they're like, this is how you turn off the cameras in the office. And every time I do it, it wouldn't work. And I was like, whatever. If you want to see my tits, go for it. Yeah, else, exactly. I've had a hundred people see me naked by this point after having yeah, that's birth. True. Yeah. <laughs> people are so weird about breastfeeding like, in public this... too. Like you're the one that's sexualizing this. I'm literally feeding yeah. my child. Well, you want to stare at these perky ass titties? Do it. Uh, men have perky. nipples. <laughs> I was in San Francisco. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I was in San Francisco when right before I went back to work, and my other friend had a baby two weeks before me, so we went together. Yeah. And we were nursing outside, and these two women. We're like, cover up. And I stood up and I pulled his head off and I was like, fuck off. And then I put him back <laughs> on that and I sat back down. Squirted out and put some milk in her face. I, yeah, right? I will turn into a crazy bitch yeah. if my kids feel threatened. Like, yes. I will rip your face yeah. off in a Also, heartbeat. shut up. Why, also, why do you like, need to say something? Why do people have to just well, shame you for every little well, thing? Yeah, because you're like, no, like, my kid has to eat right now. Like, it... it they it's scream. Like, it's, Do you yeah, want to hear like screaming? They're, screaming or they're uncomfortable, yeah. like or whatever it is. It's like I don't have a choice right now. Like they have to eat. But like know. my friend was all covered with a blanket, and I was like, "Who wants to eat with a blanket over their head?" Like this is. I'm sorry to tell society, but this is why our breasts were made. Mm-hmm. It's to feed yeah. Tra- children. Yeah, it's not for you to and, suck. Like, everything on. else is. Oh, I enjoy yeah. that too. Whatever That's, else after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, if you have it's a problem, <laughs> if you're sexualizing a baby being breastfed, then that's a you issue, not a me issue. Yeah. Period. Figure yeah. it out. My old boss yeah. was like that, and I fucking loved her. Like, I love her for so many reasons, but she's like from Grass Valley, like total hippie family, and she was she would pop her titty out anywhere. Oh, I, I was no like, fear. do it, like. Yeah. And she uh, she was the one that made me think about that because I'm not somebody I don't have kids, right? And my mom was the same way. My mom would be fucking making spaghetti with Amanda on her tit, just like. Go clean the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Don't let me put this ba- baby down. I'll fuck you up, Stacey. Like, you know what I mean? My mom was super like, well. Yeah. <laughs> right when that day, fucking your sister got off. She My mom could still run, take her shoe off, she throw it at us, and it was no joke. Hit you with the chunkle. Yeah, exactly. My, but yeah. My firstborn had tongue tie, so I had to use a nipple shield because I had third degree mm-hmm. trauma to my nipples by the time he was six weeks old. And then we found out, like, I didn't even know it was a thing. Took him to a specialist and they cut his tongue and his lip. And then Dude, third stopped. degree is like your sweet spot. What's happening? Apparently so. It's that number. That's Great. a yeah. number. Yeah. Right? It's it's a special number. Uh, it looked like every time I nurse him, he'd pull away and the blood pouring down his face from my nipple. Oh my God. And I, was oh. just, it, I, I remember I was <laughs> holding is... him to nurse him and my mom came over and I was sitting in the rocking chair with like the breastfeeding pill in him and I was sobbing. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just trying to mentally prepare to put him on. And Aww. she was like, this is ridiculous. And so... Yeah. We had some specialists help me out, but like I used to have to try to put like it looks like a little plastic sombrero. Yeah. Over your oh, I one hundred percent. My cousin was a NICU nurse, and I was like, I can't handle more pain. Like th- enough yeah. is enough, you know. And she was just like, get the nipple shield. And yeah, I was like, but then they shame you for that. Too. I know. But I was Why? like, fuck all you. I can't nipple walk. <laughs> Yeah, they do make you. But you know what? I never had a problem like with any I of didn't that either. stuff. So there is oh shaming, God. but yeah, for some reason I think I was like in this weird like. 
I was weak in so many ways, like physically and just kind of like, uh, but then there was this other thing where it was like, I am doing like what I want to do for my kid and like nothing really ma- like pacifier right away. I was like, you're having a pacifier. Like yeah. you need something to suck. It's not going to be my boob right now. You know, yeah. like yeah. all those yeah. kinds of things. Cause that's what they use. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but there was, I mean, I remember in the hospital feeling that there was that shame. And then once I got home, it was like, I'm just doing what I Of all places. Right. Like that should be the most safe space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a board-certified lactation consultant come to our house, and she was like, you shouldn't use the shield. They'll never nurse right again. Yeah. Just like how you shouldn't give them a bottle until you're going back to work because they'll never nurse again. All I have to say for moms is give your kid a bottle ASAP because Henry didn't take a bottle until two days before I went back to work, and that was so stressful thinking my child was going to starve. Yeah. Like, do whatever the fuck you want. Yep. Don't listen to That's a literal advice that you gave me for my sister. They were like, all that matters is that her son is fed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If he's not taking breast milk, tell her to move on. Like, it's it's time. Because it's so stressful, and then what happens, you get in this, like, effed up cycle because then you're stressed when you're stressed you're not producing milk yeah so it's like and then your kid's not being fed and you're like i don't have formula like just to like i didn't have formula to just like go make a bottle if she wasn't gonna eat or whatever expensive yeah so it was like i have to do this and then like even i would try on my like when i would be pumping i'd be like oh i'm gonna catch up on my emails (laughs) and then i would like not produce milk and i was like oh my god and then it turned you you're in this like tailspin and like you can't really recover because it all comes down to like your baby has to be fed, you know? It's also like a special bonding time too. And I tried to not use my phone when I was nursing. Like it does a chemical reaction for the baby and it develops their brain. So like if me browsing my phone while I'm nursing is going to mess that up, like let's just have our time. Yeah. 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 I know people that are like, oh, well, when I get pregnant, I'm going to hire a night nurse. And it's like, that is one of the most important times for bonding is like the feedings. And while it sucks, it doesn't suck forever. Yeah. Like, I just, the fact that people are like, oh yeah, I'm not going to do that, like blows my mind. Like this scientifically proven that it's beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, nope, not going to be tired. Like if you're having a kid, you have to acknowledge that you're going to be tired. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a blip in time too. Yeah. I think a lot of people, like what's hard is, um, especially when you're in it, is like a lot of people have like really strong opinions. Like when I'm going to be a mom, I'm going to do this, you know? And then it's like, girl. It's like, huh, you, yeah. (laughs) You know, just you wait. And that happens all the time. Like, I hear it all the time where it's like, oh, no, I'm going to, like, bounce back. I'm going to work out. And it's like, yeah, have fun. Good you know what? You know? I remember when I was a perfect mom, it was before I had kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. 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 It's yeah. just such a different yeah, thing, you know? You guys are great moms. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. We try. We yeah, try. my son can't even keep his shit together and not eat food during the podcast. We both had third-degree tears, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, mom, close that up. So is there anything as we wrap up that you, like if you had a mom group of your own that you guys started, like what advice would you give? I mean, you pretty much said it, like do what is right for you. It doesn't matter. Like ignore the noise around you. Is that just like the... I think you have to just go with your gut. Like if Mm -hmm. you're stressing out about something, it's probably because you want to do something different than what you're doing. Yeah. Like... And really just, yeah, focusing on you and your kid and, like, those are your priorities. Like, that's what I've been talking a lot about in, like, therapy is just, like, compartmentalizing. Like, because if you start to, like, take that step back and take into, like, account everything all at once, like, it's just going to drown you. But yeah. it's, like, mom first, you know, like, then you. You know, those are your roles. Um, and 
and just being able to like take those five minutes like also take care of yourself you know yeah. like come up with ways like to do that it's it feels impossible like all the time and you know but you build those routines um i remember it was like at a point where i was like i can't take a shower anymore like during the day so it was like okay like now you're gonna go to bed at this time and then i'm gonna have like this little window that's like just for me to take a shower like clean up a little bit like kind of mm. feel like i'm like okay you know but it's amazing what a shower can do for it's amazing mom. what a shower can Absolutely do and i would too. say too another thing is like everyone like what i've learned is that like people do want to help they don't know how to help so like you know because people will say all the time like how can i help you like you know stacy's great about that mm. like what do you need and then like i don't know what i need yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. i need like so much right I now need like, someone to tell me even... what i need yeah, yeah exactly so it's like what i learned my cousin's been really great about that where like she'll just like show up with random groceries and yeah. it's like I don't I, even I needed need that. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. I, I didn't that. even, yeah. I, like, think I liked corn salsa, but, like, that's my house, <laughs> so, like, I'm going to eat it. And But, like, little <laughs> gestures, like, go so far, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, or just even, like, one day, I remember in the very beginning, my aunt came over and, like, just started, like, folding my laundry. And I was like, this was really, it was awkward. <laughs> that's my Here's underwear. my underwear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I was also Take just, like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. but I was like, thank you. You know, or even my brother, like, just taking my kid to, like, change her diaper was like, that's one less diaper I have to, like, think about or change, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. those little things go so far, um... And because people do want to help, I just don't think they know. And you don't, I don't, you don't know either. You don't even know, yeah. But, um, but being able to accept the help too is also really important. We had one rule that someone told me to enforce, and it was the best thing. If someone comes over and say they want to help you with the baby, I don't need help with the baby. Yeah, I need yeah. help with everything else. So if you're going to come over, you either need to clean my house yeah. Yeah. or you need to bring me food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've heard cute. that. Yeah, I've every heard that. single yeah. friend or family that did come over did one of those, if not both. Yeah, like they would That's show up, dope. like, here's dinner. Yeah. I'm going to go do your dishes. You sit down and eat. Like, yeah. the first week home, we had people rotating, like, meals. They would actually come in and, like, bring us food. And they're like, here's your food. You go sit down. Mm-hmm. I'll do your dishes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's it's, awesome. It's life-changing. And That's dope. it's the best thing. But if you say you're going to help a baby, like, help with the baby, no, we don't need help with the baby. We yeah. need help with everything else. Yeah. 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 Feed that, us. That Tell us sense. we're pretty. That's all we want. <laughs> Tell us our vaginas are going to be okay. <laughs> right? Hold oh. my hand. Seriously. Hold my hand. Yeah, I think too, just like kind of knowing, um, like, uh, like it was really stressful, like teaching, doing long distance learning last year with a kid at home, and like those kinds of things where it's like with it all of it, yeah. And she's like singing and dancing, thinking like that the kids are on there for her. To, like, oh my god, so she's literally like got her piano out, like singing full blast. Where I'm like, hey, thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs> That was Kate. That was yeah, Kate. Kate's yeah. like, I'm laying in bed listening to you do yeah. all these songs. I'm like, you know you know the hello song now, bitch. <laughs> so it's one of those things that, like, you know, it's like, as women, like, we can still, we can do it. Like, women are, like, superpowers, but, like, there's also, like, you got to be more flexible sometimes where it's like, I'm going to get all my stuff done. It might not be done on the timeline that, like, you know, I'm not necessarily going to be able to do it all at school that day. Like, so yeah. give me, like, a little bit of time, but a little bit more flexibility because I think, you know, you're trying to do so much. And our, like, government, like society isn't designed for, like, people to have kids. Like, yeah. you know, you have to, have, in order to have a job, you have to have daycare or child care, yes. you know, and then you got to pay for that. Like, and then all these other, it's, like, all intertwined. So daycare is more expensive than people's salaries. Yeah, exactly. So, like, all those things, like, you know, set you apart that make it really challenging. You mean $1,400 a month isn't cheap? <laughs> Dude. Because <laughs> yeah. that's how much one of my kids is. Oh, my yeah. God. That's not two. 
Yeah. I threw up a little bit. Yeah, I'm really grateful yeah. for, this, for this episode because I'm that's the nail in the coffin. <laughs> oh, never having. Oh, we also spent $19,800 a year on healthcare. Oh my God. I'm anti I for don't life, even know. baby. I'm just <laughs> anti for life. Yeah. <laughs> we did the math a few months ago and it made us sick. Oh. Yeah. You're making me nauseous. Right Canada. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Forever, right? <laughs> so I'll yeah. just go to Poland. They get nine months of maternity leave. Yeah. Four day work I think week. Switzerland gets a year. Yeah, no, it's like insane what other countries do for like women. And then yeah. ours is just not. Like, it's like, go have sex after six weeks yeah. and go back yeah. to work. <laughs> Mailed Get your you shit know. together. Hello. I was yeah. just going to say I remember, like, though, I, rem- I remember being pregnant and being like, because again, like, I was like 33 and I was like, Finally realizing, like, wow, I was such a dick to so many friends that were pregnant because I didn't know, you know? Yeah. Hard to relate you don't know. You, go through things you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Like, I look at, like, the baby shower gifts I gave. I was like, dude, those are useless. <laughs> like, one those kinds of things. One yeah. Piece. Don't leave oh, okay, one. Okay, good. Yeah, put us on because we yeah. don't know. I know. Yeah, but, like, I'm like, just smiling, things. but, like, uh, yeah. I give one season. <laughs> exactly. Like, you just don't know, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I always thought, I was like, oh, cards. I'm so empathetic, you know? But, yeah, it's like, um, I didn't know where I was going. But, yeah. There's something to that where, um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like, damn, that makes sense. Now we know food gift cards. <laughs> Seriously, thank <laughs> you. Things to help the mom. Yeah. Like, everyone's gonna give the baby clothes and a million books and like yeah. toys that they're never even gonna touch. So like, give things that can help the family. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or just Done. like, or just Done. come Done. take the baby for a walk so no, the thanks. mom can shower no, thanks. and no, you come back and you feed her. That's what I've heard a lot. Take yeah. the baby, go get the baby, let mom shower. Especially if they're like colicky or something. Yeah. They like the bounce of the stroller. Give mom a break. Yeah. Let her take a nap. Let her eat. Let her shower. Bring it back. Okay. Got it. Got it. No, yeah. no. Damn, ladies, this is good. Yeah. Thank we you. appreciate you being on here. I know it's like, I don't know if it was hard to talk about your experience, but a lot of women don't, I mean, a, a lot of people, including us as women, don't know about this. So. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I appreciate the vulnerability with your uncontrollable parts. And I appreciate <laughs> the vulnerability with your vaginas. <laughs> and stimulation therapy is not what you think, guys. It's not what you. No, it's more exciting. like it's not what Melissa thinks. Yeah, it's not that exciting. <laughs> it sounded exciting. Yeah. It's I was excited about like, this. How do you sign up for stimulation therapy? I did hear the ankle part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did it. <laughs> I, right when you said stimulation that therapy, that was it. I was we like, checked out. We checked out. <laughs> Anyway, well, thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. thank you for being on. Thanks we appreciate you guys. Beautiful mess. Yes, life is a beautiful mess. A beautiful mess.